Welcome to the first ever Strangers in the Alps podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is just kind of a fun project that my friend Henry and I wanted to head up and do. Our topics are going to range from everything from pop culture, what's going on, TV, maybe even politics, religion, who knows, um, paranormal stuff, but uh, it runs the gamut, you know. We're buddies that met, uh, how long has it been now, about 10 years Dude, it's been way longer than 10 years, 15 man. 15 years? Yeah, it's it's closer to 15 for sure. Yeah, I think so. We uh, met, we were doing EMT courses together back yep. in early 20s and stuff. And uh, we met during our, our EMT certification courses. I'm sure we've got things we can share from that. That'll be interesting to, to an audience. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of gory details and stories and funny things as well. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much us, so we're kicking it off. Yeah, man. So I guess we should try to maybe explain the name in case uh, people are nope. wondering. You know, nope. I, don't think, I don't think so, man. <laughs> I, think, I think we leave the name a mystery and, yeah. and, and, and leave it up to people to either find out what it means or let the people who knew what it means to begin with hold on to that. You know what I mean? That could be a little Easter egg of sorts. It's, it's kind of an Easter egg. Yeah, I, I know there's going to be people that get it, but yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we think it's clever, but it's not. We're not like geniuses here. We're not that clever. Oh wait, wait. We... Sp- speak for yourself first of all. Yeah. No, but uh, uh, you know what's crazy, man? I was just thinking the other day. This is um, we were talking about the EMT course, but I remember more of just like the stupid shit that you and I would do <laughs> then i actually remember how to save somebody's life you know i think i'm with you on that uh my mother-in-law's a nurse you know and uh yeah and we've t- had a few conversations about medical things or you know what's this or what's that and for the life of me i just i sit there and i draw blanks <laughs> and i just <laughs> you know i did fairly well in that i mean i was state certified i went through yeah. the whole shebang and you know I, I felt like i performed really well in class you know and uh I mean, toot my own horn, but I was probably like in the, you know, in the top 10, top five, something like that of the class. Yeah, we had to have been like, we both did really, really well. Yeah. But shit, man, I hope no one ever dies around or or gets sick or gets injured (laughs) because I wouldn't know what to do anymore. It's been, it's been a good, like we said, we've known each other 15 plus years now. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That stuff just, just fades out of your memory, I think. Well, you you know how how often that stuff changes too, man? Yeah. I remember being in the class and I remember like part of the way through the class, um, like the, the, like the CPR standard changed and we had to kind of relearn it. It went from like 10 compressions to like 15 at the time or something. You know, you know what I think uh, now that you say that, I remember that. Yeah, for sure. Because, uh, that did happen. And I think it's changed since then. And I should throw in too, just for anybody listening, like they don't have to worry. We're not like, current emts or anything like that <laughs> so, <No. laughs> we uh we did the course we got certified and then just life took us in different directions with with our jobs and careers and yep and shit man i mean i'm i got back to graphic design and 
you're doing yep. your thing and you can talk about that if you want to later on but but yeah um it just we we that was a very short-lived thing we had an interest in it and saw some <laughs> crazy shit but yeah the class class was fun class was yeah. fun yeah class was fun and yeah. uh Oh, and we, we we became friends because it, it, you know again if anyone cares um, we became friends because you would you never wore an undershirt under your <laughs> uniform and yeah. you all you would always come in like disco stewing it up with the chest hair out and I'd crack up every time you top button unbuttoned yeah yeah yeah. And, and and like finally one day you were like, why do you laugh every time I walk in? And and that was it, man. Like, you know what's sad about that is is I had to ask that. You know, here I am walking yeah. in with, with you know this this formal formal you know get up this formal attire and this serious class and I just, just I don't know coming in, Mister Mister Casual. I mean, <laughs> just missing the gold chain, man. The, I know I wasn't trying to be disco. I was just kind of. A club, you know what I mean? Like I still, even in my professional job today, I don't, I never tuck in my shirt and do all that. I'm very casual, and it's probably mm. to my detriment. But no, no, <laughs> but yeah, just kind of in my own world, would do my own thing. But but yeah, I, I think that's one thing that bonded us was uh, yeah, for sure was uh, just the sense of humor and laughing about everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure, and I th- and we both realized early on that we didn't take ourselves too serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's important, man. Like, I I really feel like that's something that people miss a lot of times. I mean, there's a time and place for everything. There, you know, there's yeah. a time and place to be serious and and not. But like, you can't take yourself too seriously all the time. You know what I mean? And man, some of those some of those guys in that class really just. 24 7 they just took themselves real serious well, that's just i think that's just a good life lesson you know and i mean yeah you, you said that but i mean just not even in that class but just there's in so general. many people that just in general just they're so and i get it you know you got a career you got responsibilities and i mean i find that there's times myself i even do that you get get lost in everything but sure you got to be yeah. able to laugh at yourself you got to be able to, to laugh at the situations and what's going on around you because otherwise It'll drive you fucking nuts, man. I mean, everything yeah. will get to you, you know? So important, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, important. <laughs> I do find myself, like, raging in traffic. and st- I mean, Things like that still get me, though. Like, <laughs> when I'm in behind the wheel, like, even if I'm doing shit wrong, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the fucking expert, you know, and I'm pointing out what things everybody else does wrong. And Yeah, uh, without a doubt, man, for sure. I, I, think, I think that might be my outlet. That's where I, I channel it, and it just goes... Well, but the problem... The yeah. problem with me is I'm a terrible driver, right? So like, <laughs> well, that's my problem too. And here I am, <laughs> you know, on my high horse. <laughs> yep, I do the same thing, man. Yeah, I do the same thing. That's so funny. Um, what um, I know I kind of told you about it earlier, man. But like, uh, the the family's kind of starting this week, getting back into some jujitsu, man, and that's gonna be cool. The family. I thought that you were. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. Yeah. So like, oh. um, Aiden and Penelope are going to be able to do it. Um, and uh, and Becca, my my wife, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, she's going to be doing some yoga. Um, but um, yeah, man, we're we're getting back into jujitsu. It's been a long time since since I've really done any martial arts. It's going to be really good to get back into. Uh, it. Yeah, that'll be fun, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, are you guys doing uh taking it like at a class or a course or is it like a competition type of thing or what's what's the deal with it? 
Um, so it's really just a, a local MMA gym. Um, and they offer, you know, they have uh, Muay Thai. They they have uh, you know the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. They have um, uh, like boxing. Yeah. So it's just a a good good mix and you know they got some amateur fighters that are coming out of there and i mean i'm not looking to do anything serious you know me man but i'm i'm too old for that but it, it'll be good to get back into into things like that and it'll be good to get the kids involved i think it'll help the kids a lot so yeah for sure i mean anything that i mean i see it with tristan he's really involved in the school theater uh just to throw this out there uh i have a, a 10 year old son soon to be 11 um, you have a older boy who I think he's 13 now. He's about to be, yeah. He's about to be 13 and Penelope is five or six now. Six, six. Yeah. So, uh, those are, those are his, his kids and mine. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll probably hear us talk about a lot about our family cause you know, family oriented guys, we do a lot with them, but, uh, but that's awesome, man. Um, anything, you know, Tristan's involved in the theater at school, yeah. like it's him focused and excited about things, yeah. uh, that, that being there for your kids and i mean it, it, it gives them something to be proud of something to you know see yeah. the progress in something that they feel like they achieve when they you know start doing well at it that's that's cool yeah man yeah you know yeah. i think i think aiden got because you know he played this was his first year playing football for the school um and i think he got a little um i don't know if i disenfranchised might be the word i don't know um he's a seventh grader. And so seventh, you know, in the middle school, seventh and eighth grade play football. And, and normally you're going to play the eighth graders more than you play the seventh graders. But, um, you know, the, there's just a lot that, that happens when you see kids that probably shouldn't be on the field and you realize that their family's got money and that sort of thing, you know? Oh, you're going to have to elaborate on this. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what What are the situations that happened here? Well, it, you can be as vague it, as you want or whatever. No, yeah, it's like, it, and there's not a whole lot to corroborate or, you know what I mean, to, to back yeah. up w- what people were thinking. But a, a lot of the parents that would go to the games would start chatting, and that's that's kind of the only thing we'd come up with. There were some kids that would get put out there that just weren't that good and, and they're small. And I'm not saying that everybody shouldn't have a chance, but when you have, is just too much of a, too high of a level for them. Or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they were still getting playtime over kids that were better than them. And so when you start to look at the situation, you realize they have money and, you know, there is some new helmets bought for the team this year. And, um, you know, nobody knows exactly where that money came from. You know, you start to kind of put two and two together and realize that, you know, there's some families with money at the school and they're going to they're going to use that to make sure their kids play. You know, was it more of a competition uh, that league or was it more of a, you know, get the kids out, give them their experience and stuff? Oh, I mean... no, no, it was uh, it was definitely competition. And they oh. um, they went undefeated, man. They uh, they went to the, the semifinals for uh, the their kind of their league's playoffs, um, and they ended up losing to a team that they had um, beat pretty heavily a few weeks earlier. And um, but you know he got I don't know he really liked being a part of the team, but I think he got disappointed with it. And and the reason I was bringing it up is to say I think man. Once he starts really getting into this jujitsu, um, you know, he's, he's going to end up 
having the opportunity to go to like a competition um, and, and to be able to compete with it. And I think the first time that happens, especially if he ends up placing, I wouldn't be surprised if if he kind of gives up football and, and says that he just wants to focus on, on training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has he ever done jiu-jitsu or anything like this before? We did real briefly. Um, was he good at it? I mean, is it something you think he'll excel at? Or yeah, because he seemed confident about it. So I was just wondering if that is from a you know a place of experience with them. Yeah. So I mean, what well, we um, we very briefly were were a part of um, uh, a Gracie Jiu Jitsu gym, and um, they well, it wasn't in in this town right here. We ended up moving kind of farther south just a little bit and it, it was just too far away. We weren't able to make the classes. So we had to, to quit there. But, um, aside from that, really, I mean, I, I've been teaching the kid to fight since he was, you know, five years old. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and he's gotten in a few justified scraps at school and, and he's never, he's never been in a position where, you know, he's just, gotten beat up or, or anything so when it comes to that stuff he's he's got a pretty good mind yeah. um so i think you know as he learns some of the technical aspects of the ground fighting i do think he's going to excel at it to be honest with you and that's the cool thing with uh with jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts and all that is you talked about the the technical aspects um i i have a little bit of experience with it I, I never was like formally trained but i used to know some guys that you know that was their deal they had their whole garage outfitted for this they had friends that were semi-pro fighters and all this stuff and and so i would go through training regimes and it wasn't just fighting and i mean we would spend hours we would start out with like runs around the block and exercise things and then we'd get into technique practice and things like that and i'm by no no means like i don't get out there and I don't, I'm not like a current active mixed martial arts fighter or anything. I don't ever claim that I was, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was fun and it was, it was challenging. And there's so much of a mental aspect to that and timing and placing, uh, working yeah. on, on, on your body, uh, not blocking like a punch, but just your body blocking the space of, of things and getting into position. It's, it's a giant yeah, chess game that I think. I remember, like, when I would tell people about it or, or you know, go home to my family about it, things like that, um, at the time, they, you know, they think you're crazy because they think you're just getting out there and beating each other up. But, right. like, yeah, there's a physical aspect to it. But, like, we would spend hours just on this, the whole whole mental aspect of all that stuff and, and you know, waiting for the moment and setting up a moment and then seizing that moment, you know, just yeah. like with chess. And that's what I always equated that to. And I loved it. Yeah. And, I, you know, I haven't done it in years. I'm going to... Probably, you know, old, slow, fat dude now. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I could probably, you know, brush up on it in a couple months and, and do all right again. But, I mean, I was always physical. and You know, I always enjoyed wrestling and boxing and basketball and rugby and all types of sports and stuff. But, yeah, but yeah I mean, there's, there's a whole cool mental aspect to that that I think would be really be really beneficial to somebody coming into that, like a kid, a teenager, you know, learning that. Yeah. And learning kind of the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, just the doctrine of it all kind of in a way, I guess. I don't know. The, yeah, the, the that's mental a good aspect. way to put it. Yeah. Like you said, it's, to me, what I like about jujitsu other than just its effectiveness is like you said, with, with it being that chess game, it really is like all frilly stuff aside to me, 
it exercises your mind as much as it exercises your body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But and that's the that's the cool thing too, is like I remember back like going back to Blockbuster and sixteen thousand movies and all these places that, you know, <laughs> they they get like UFC three, UFC four, you know. Dude, and those changed my life, man. Yeah, I would go rent those with my dad because I grew up with my dad. We'd watch all the old Mike Tyson fights and yeah. you know, all that stuff. I remember, you know, he liked uh, Duran and Tyson and, and all these yeah. people. And we'd we'd watch them fight and watch HBO, you know, Friday night fights and all that stuff and Sure. And uh I just I don't know, that's the coolest thing. And that's one reason why I always did like associate myself with, with physical sports and, and my mm-hmm. my dad, I you know, looked at him, he was a real physical guy, real built and everything and fit yeah. and and uh I don't know, just a real man's man, you know what I mean? Just, just sure, a yeah. Manly dude. And and I don't know, I, I kinda idolized that, so I always wanted to rough house and be that type of guy too. And yeah. And, uh, so I'd watch all this stuff and I enjoyed it from an entertainment value, but you know, I'd study it and try to do it and you know, just appreciated a lot more of the aspect rather than just like watching these two dudes beat each other up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. But it's crazy that it's gone from you know this this kind of like underground, almost almost like pit fighting type of feel that it used to yeah. have to you know the the sanctioned sport that's on uh yeah what is it now on Spike I think it is that they show it all or FX? yeah I don't know one of those channels they they have stuff on Spike but I mean the big fights are still pay per views pay per views and all that yeah. and 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 also aside from that it's become such like a big fitness thing yeah there's there's it's not even like some of it's not even focused on the on the fights but it's become so commercial you know as a way. To, to be healthy and I think that's so cool to take For something sure. like that that's been so phys- physical and brutal in a sense and you know only certain people could do it or would be crazy enough to do it and, and yeah now you got like you know 40 year old dads or some stuff going to class you know with their wife or whoever you know just, sure. just doing it for fitness that's amazing yeah I, I agree and it's funny to think about how much like how much backlash there was from the first few UFCs you oh know? yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we were kids at the time. Like the first UFC was uh, 1993, I think. And um uh yeah, so I mean, we were we were pretty young, but I mean, guys like uh like John McCain was like super outspoken against it. Um Was he? I never realized that. Yeah, yeah. I don't and, remember uh, all the politics. I didn't, I didn't get into politics when I was younger, so Oh man, well it, a lot of states banned it you know what i mean like you couldn't get it at blockbuster and stuff we just happen to live in florida um we we just happen to live in a state where uh where Where everything's crazy (laughs) yeah dude we're like people are just nuts right so um but i remember that man like my brother-in-law neil he took me to blockbuster and he was like hey man like we're gonna go get something that that you're gonna love and i was like okay and and he rented the the first ufc dude yeah and um man dude i and I know I'm not the uh, the only one. Uh, I hated Hoist Gracie, dude. I, yeah. I hated him. I remember, to be honest, I mean, that was a while ago. And, and you know, I, I may sound like I was, like, super following it. I, I know the name Hoist Gracie. I watched his fights. But there was, like, a bunch of Gracies. And I would mix them up, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I would be like... You know, wait, was is, is that his brother? Is that him? Is that the guy I saw the last UFC? Because, like I said, we were just renting these videotapes. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't sure. And this was so new to me too. You know, coming yeah. from like boxing and things like that, I didn't. Yes. There was there was no real icons. But I do remember like Dan Severn and Don the Predator Fry and yeah, yeah, you yeah. know uh, Randy Couture and all these people that you know 
really kind of like i guess were the icons of the sport you know at the time yeah yeah Yeah. it was interesting man it was um for me i um you know because i had taken taekwondo when i was you know when i was a kid and um you know like i had idolized bruce lee and you know back then man when we were growing up martial arts was like i don't want to say fake but we didn't realize how unpractical things were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, you didn't have like the bad guys wearing the black ninja outfits and all the good guys wearing the white ninja outfits. You know, yeah. that's not the way yeah. the world worked. Right. But, like in the 80s, it did, you know, on TV yeah. at least. So we were having this conversation at breakfast that one time about just how back in the, in the 80s, uh, I was, I'm a child of the, of the 80s and, and 90s. So I yeah. mean, going through that and, and idolizing all these ninja and martial arts things was crazy. Yeah. They were so far-fetched. So far-fetched. Well, and we didn't really know how far-fetched until the UFC, man. That was really what brought it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I wanted these guys, you know, these Taekwondo guys and these, these kickboxer guys, they were for sure going to win. And then you had this guy just like wrapping them up and falling down and, bear hugging them it looked like and we didn't know what the heck we were watching but the next thing you know these guys are giving up and we don't know yeah. what the heck is happening you know it's there were times like this would uh i i could be exaggerating like you know but i swear there were times that like these instead of like these what is it now like three five minute rounds or something like that yeah like uh they, they would be on the ground grappling for like 25 30 minutes straight like Without it a break. seemed, it like, seemed it, like it. It wasn't but, quite like that, but no. it seemed like it. No, <laughs> it's because we were younger and we wanted yeah. to see somebody get spin kicked. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. Like, the roundhouse. Yeah, that's uh, that's all we wanted. Oh man, but, you mentioned uh, like analyzing Bruce Lee when I was a kid and I was going through this and uh, you know doing my ninja phase. I did taekwondo and stuff. But uh, doing my ninja phase. <laughs> my ninja phase. I'm you glad I'm not. I'm the, not the only one who had a ninja phase. <laughs> not at all, man. We had my dad, like I said, he was really into, you know, all this physical stuff too. So he was he was into it all as well. And I remember we had this we, we went to do you remember YK Kim Taekwondo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. YK Kim's Taekwondo. He used to have these cheesy commercials, you know. And uh and he is he is a guy that the dude that basically came from South Korea, I believe it was, and franchised all these uh, he was a martial arts master and franchised all these yeah. These commercialized martial arts places. Yeah, they call them McDojos. Does he? Oh, they do? Yeah, I mean, that's what, like, the greater martial arts world would call them. Oh, because they're just, like, McDonald's. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just pop up. Okay. Um, But, uh, but yeah, we we both did that, and my dad got all into it. And I remember this giant ass – I mean, this thing must have been, like, five inches thick it seemed like probably more like three you know but it was this it was full of like black and white photographs of yk kim techniques and all this stuff and it was like a master book and i remember i would like sit on the floor i'd, I'd either be i'd either have like a service merchandise christmas catalog circling toys or i'd have this giant ass book looking at their techniques like that was yeah. the way i spent my childhood you know and, and uh that's so funny and we'd have all these uh vhs tapes that were basically you know like they're like they were, I guess, they would be comparable to like the Jane Fonda workout tapes, except they were like these like '80s bearded guys in in, in, in kimonos that were like, you know, roundhousing somebody on the cover, and it was it was, it was telling me all these techniques and stuff. And I'd watch them. I'd wake up on Sunday, Saturday morning. 
I'd watch all of my cool Saturday morning cartoons that I loved. And then, uh, I'd, you know, that would be my, my, my Saturday uh, r- ritual, schedule, whatever. And then Sunday, yeah. because there's nothing on TV on Sundays, I'd get up early and I would just like loop these tapes over and over and watch over. And it was just like, <laughs> I felt like I was being like a ninja master or something, you know. Was, oh, that's crazy. perfect. But I loved all that, man. Yeah. Well, listen, man, like I remember, um, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme came out of that movie Bloodsport. Yeah. And and it was based on a true story, you know. And Frank Dukes, right? Frank Dukes, man. Yeah. yeah. And that dude became my like he was like the first American ninja, right? Like yeah. that dude became my hero. And it broke my heart, you know, fifteen years later when you realize this guy's just a total fraud. Yeah, you were talking about that, uh I think at breakfast that day. Um, but could you refresh my memory on kind of like what, what the well, deal was with this guy? That, yeah, that, so like I mean, it, you're not just calling him a fraud. He was exposed in the news. In the in yeah, the, in yeah. The listen, oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing. It, yeah, it, it's not. It's not controversial at all to to say it. It's um, you know, back um, back in like the '80s and stuff. He he said that he was competing in these secret secret martial arts tournaments called like kumites and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, and you know, he said that. He like something crazy. Like he had like three hundred plus undefeated wins, and um, he had said that he had been in some branch of the service. I I can't remember if he said he was a Navy SEAL or if he said he was in the Marine Corps, but uh, he claimed to have been awarded the Medal of Honor. Like all the stuff in the eighties before you could really do a whole lot of fact checking on it. You know what I mean? Before the internet, yeah, right. Nowadays you could just Google that and know right away. Yeah, for sure. And so this guy like uses this phony story and he literally like infiltrates Hollywood, man. He becomes like the guy to go to if you want like martial arts choreography in Hollywood. Um and they end up making, you know, blood sport based off his life. And mm-hmm. um and I mean we you know, we all remember how crazy that movie was, right? Um oh, yeah. awesome. Listen, awesome. Don't get me wrong, man. Like when I was a kid, I thought it was the the best of all time, you know. But yeah, um, but yeah, man. Just there was a lot though back in those days. There was a lot of fake martial arts. I'll tell you what, my two. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. Like, especially hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know, what right? I mean? Like you're looking back, and none of the movies hold up. Like no. I don't know, there might be a couple that do just for like nostalgia and entertainment factor, but if you go back and watch them, they're just they're awful. But uh, my my two '80s martial arts, I, I'm talking like my idols, the guys I would like probably as a eight year old have a heart attack if I ever saw one. I'd be like, oh my god, I'd just freak out. It was a everybody probably off the bat Chuck Norris because he was yeah, the ultimate '80s badass. In all these movies, I remember seeing. I had like a Chuck Norris action figure from some movie. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I remember I was so sad when it broke because <laughs> I, like, I think he, I think he squeezed his legs together and he karate chopped or something. Yes. I think I snapped the leg off of him and I was so devastated. Oh no! But uh, but it was uh, Chuck Norris and Van Damme. And, oh yeah, uh, dude. I mean, honestly, as an eight-year-old, when you hear when you see a muscular dude that's kicking somebody's ass. And his name is Van Dam. I mean, how do you not like that? I agree. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds so aggressive. It sounds so badass. So, yeah. But my two movies I used to watch all the time with these guys. We we would actually, uh, well, first the movies were missing in action, 
Probably nice. Misconnection 2, I think, was, was, was the one with uh, Chuck Norris. I yeah. never knew which one was which because we labeled it just generic missing in action. Because what we yeah. do is we would have these VHS tapes and we would put it, I think it was like SLP was the setting. So you could record like the longest. Yeah, amount. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd, we'd have two to three movies on a VHS tape. Yep. You know, and they would just get wore the fuck out. So we'd watch them so much. <laughs> but uh, it was Missing in Action and uh, Kickboxer. And they might have even yeah. been on the same same tape. So I might have just looped the tape over and over, too. Yeah, dude. But uh, those, that, that was my two big movies. They like, got me on the – or introduced me into, like, the whole 80s martial arts, you know, oh, jump yeah. on that bandwagon and get on board with it, you know. But yeah, uh, Missing in Action – uh, which whether whether it was the first one or the second one because I never really went to look it up, but yeah, uh, it was the one like at the end he's he's going in all alone in the Vietnamese village. He was held hostage yeah. by him and he escaped and he's you know freeing all the the prisoners of war and he just was using his machine guns and his roundhouse kicks and he just like yeah, obliterated dude. this entire like military outpost. Wasn't it's, that wasn't that the movie when they put like the bag on his head? He's like tied up and they put the bag on his head and put the rat in it. Rats, yes, yes. And they, that was they that like movie. take it off, yeah, and the rat's like in his mouth, dude. He bit the head off. Yeah, 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 yeah. out of defiance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess you, I forgot about that until you started bringing it up. But that was always like yes. one of these moments in it that that yeah. this was like, oh, that dude's you don't fuck with that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Of course, man. I forgot. Oh, that is awesome. Yes, it was that one, and then uh, Kickboxer uh, was yep. Van Dam, and it was his brother. Yep, yep. The yep. uh, Tom Poe was the guy with the character's name. I guess is how you say it. But yeah, I just remember like he paralyzed his brother is what it was. Um, like came down with an elbow and snapped his back like at the beginning in this yeah. in this like, sanctioned match and ended this guy's career and yeah. Uh, and then Van Damme, he wasn't having it. All of his movies, all of his movies, he's always been avenging his brother or something. You know what I mean? Yep. So, oh, my brother! You know, <laughs> I remember he said that like in so many movies. But uh, that was, that was this is for my brother. No. I, I, I can't. I think I do his accent. I don't know. But, no, uh, dude, just keep doing it because it's good. <laughs> but he, my brother, did he do a spin split kick or something? Oh, and, and every thing. movie, every yeah. movie with the three different like uh, three different perspectives of it. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a jump cut at the different angles. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I, it, there's there's nothing like it, man. I mean, back yeah. then, especially as a kid, that was the coolest thing ever. I loved it. But uh, dude, but was, yeah. was it you and I that were talking? Uh, like, I th- I think at breakfast a, a month or so ago. Yeah, yeah, that's what a, I was about, about sidekicks. Yes, the Chuck Norris and uh, yep. Oh, that Jonathan Brandis was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, we were talking about that and just. How that, how that was such a cool movie because that was us as a kid just like, you know, fantasizing that we were going to grow up to be these badasses like Chuck Norris and, yep. or, or, you know, in my case, Van Damme or whatever, whoever I was, you know, was on my brain that day. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but in hindsight, when you go back and watch it, this, it was such a sad, delusional kid in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and then. It well, what, it... is that, what does that say about us? Because I feel like we were the sad, delusional <laughs> kids, right? Like how we identified with them. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's crazy though, man? Like, listen, I will say, Chuck Norris doesn't get enough credit though. He, um, that guy, 
I, I think for me, one of the ways that you can tell like a true martial artist are guys that are constantly learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, Chuck Norris took a lot of different stuff he learned along the way and he created his own fighting style. I, Did I can't really, re- I didn't realize that about him. Yeah. I want to say it's like Ch- Chun Cook Do or something. It's something like it's, it's something weird. I, I can't remember, but here's the crazy thing. And a lot of people don't know this man. Um, like after UFC started coming out and, and, you know, this, this new kind of jujitsu, started sweeping the the you know the u.s at least or the the west we should say to chuck Norris started studying brazilian jiu-jitsu um mm-hmm. and he went back and got a black belt in in jiu-jitsu man um and it, to me that that is just like a true testament of a, a real and true martial artist you know what i mean yeah um, i get it got, i mean you get you get you can kind of apply that into like every, everything. Somebody who's willing to, not just martial yeah. arts. I mean, somebody who's willing to, to, to go with the flow and, and, and evolve with the times and, you know, yeah. learn new things, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause the problem is if you don't do that, you become a Steven Seagal, right? Like <laughs> watch out. I, he's going to come after you. Yeah, he hears this podcast. <laughs> listen, man, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, at one point he was like the dude in Aikido, right? Yeah, but he never he never evolved. He never took that anywhere. He it's like I feel like he got there, and stayed there. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be honest. I never followed Steven Seagal a whole lot, and what I see now, especially with like what's reported in the news media and stuff about you know yeah. situations he's been in later in life and stuff. But the dude just sounds off his rocker a little bit. Sounds weird, you know, man. like an odd dude. And if he's happy, living his life, cool. You know, I support that. Yeah. I'm not here to hate on anybody, but it's just, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. But uh, I, I just remember back in the day, my dad was always talking about, like, he's a real badass, you know. And like you yeah. said, he was like this guy in Aikido or something. like whatever. Yeah, I, I want to say, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to fact check right now, but I, I'm pretty sure he was the first American that was allowed to teach Aikido. And he taught in Japan for years. Yeah. Um, like there's old videos that you can, you know, see on YouTube and stuff like that. But um, he was, yeah. I mean, he was certifiable back in the day, you know? Yeah. What happened to him? I mean, did he just get rich and loony and lose it? I mean, Yeah. Well, see, and, and that's my thing, right? Like, and, and let me throw this out there, like, real quick. I, you know, I... I've done a lot of martial arts in my day from, you know, uh, when I was a kid kind of growing up, you know, in the military and things like that. But, um, I, I certainly don't consider myself a, a martial arts expert. Yeah. Neither of us do. I want to stress because yeah. they're talking so much about it. People are yeah. like, if anyone's listening to this, they probably think it's a martial arts podcast. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. Two guys that are like the most unqualified people to host that podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. For sure. But like, but like we were saying, for me, but yeah, no, I know. Listen, I'm, I, I'm right there. I mean, I, 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 I have a decent amount of knowledge, but by no means an expert, you know? Yeah. Um, but when you, when you compare two guys, cause they were from, you know, basically the same era, Chuck Norris is a little bit older than Steven Seagal, I think. Um, and you look at kind of what happens to them. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like Steven Seagal, like gets there, right? He makes it. Yeah. And just tries to ride that train, 
You know what I mean? Like Chuck Norris gets there, he makes it, realizes that there's more to learn and continues to learn, right? Like for me, and I'm again, I'm I'm not the person to to say who is and who isn't, but for me in my own mind, that is like the definition of a true martial artist, right? Yeah. Rather than somebody who makes it and it's like, "Oh, I made it," you know. Sure. I agree 100%. I think I think you know, uh, supporting that point, I, I've probably already said this, but like if you take that and you apply that to any profession in life, I mean, yes. that that that's the true professional in whatever they're doing. Right. The person that that never is like I know everything. Yeah. And even in my own career, like in graphic design, like that's that that's hard. I mean, I'm not no means like like Mister, you know, perfect and success of everything you know that I ever do, but you know, I feel confident about my abilities and what I do and yeah it's just I <laughs> there's so many days that I, I go in I feel like a hack because like I know that there's so much I don't know and there's all these people that are above me and I just want to keep climbing yeah. that you know so hopefully hopefully I can be the Chuck Norris of design one day <laughs> <laughs> in the That's sense awesome. of just you know the skill and the work ethic and, and yeah you know just going with it and and always having to learn something new you know yeah i mean like you said it's it's so many aspects like for me if i can liken it to something in my own life i would liken it to like music and yeah and most specifically to like uh you know playing the guitar yeah i started at a young age playing and i got to the point where i was like good and so I just got there and I never had the attitude that, man, there's always something more to learn. And, and now, man, like, you know, I can strum some chords and, and we can jam a little bit, but I could never call myself a musician. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, that's the thing uh, for those listening that, that, you know, don't know us or anything like uh, we both are very, very creative, very artistically, you know, inclined. Uh, whether it's theater, you know, I do graphic design. I've always been into art. We both have done music. We've both guitar players, um, and and that I, I will say with guitar, um, that's been a challenge for me. And I, you know, like you said, we can jam and play and stuff like that. Yeah. Do some leads back and forth. Throw throw around some blues licks and stuff. But uh, it's just like the more I learn, the more that I realize I don't know. You know. Yeah. What the hell I'm doing on that thing? Yeah, <laughs> but it's fun, you know, and and it's it's a great hobby, and I've been fortunate enough enough to play, uh, you know, like kind of in a casual band with some guys and do some you know small gigs and stuff. And you've done recording and things, but it's it's yeah, it's been a big part of my life, you know, especially yeah, man, especially yeah. Uh, I think I started taking lessons when I was like 12, and then you know that was very short lived, and I've just been kind of self taught, and I gave up for a while years. Yeah. And now, you know, it'll be eight years I've been married, and I kind of picked it up when I got married again, and I've been playing steadily. Uh, well, married for the first time, I picked it up guitar again, let me clarify. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been playing steadily with that, and it's fun. It's a, it's a good outlet. It's a good good way to kind of just zen and zone out and have something to focus on, and everything yeah. just kind of goes away, you know? Yeah, no, I I agree. I'm, I'm constantly looking for um, looking for things that that are in that same category right like that are yeah. therapeutic and yeah you can kind of zone things out well you've done recording and, and actually you know done some studio time and stuff and you were yeah, playing a recording for me you've done recently actually so are you still 
uh, doing that, or kind of what, what's what's that situation looking like? Honestly, man, it's one of those things where um, it's kind of funny. I, I was talking to my wife about it um, today with a couple of friends of ours, but I'm just like a weird guy, man. I, I like to be in so many different things. I, I really, really am like the embodiment of, of the old saying to be like completely cliche, jack of all trades, but master of none. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm there with you, man. I, I know exactly what you mean. So it's every now and then I'll just get the itch and, and I'll start picking it, you know, picking the guitar up and I'll start strumming. And I've never, I've never ever been the kind of guy to say, man, I'm going to sit down and learn how to play this song. For me, I, I always got way more enjoyment out of trying to write, you know what I mean, um, yeah. and, and trying to make my own stuff. And so usually when I when I pick up the guitar, I'll start jamming something that I know, kind of faking my way through it just on my own. And then eventually in that same session, I'll I'll end up, you know, writing and, and, and trying to write. And it all happens, you know, rather quickly. And if it doesn't, then it just kind of leaves and, and I'm on to something else, but yeah, well, I think, I think some of that's natural. I mean, I think today too, I don't know. I'm not fucking basing this on other than my own opinion. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I, I think today, like, uh, there's so much information out there and I yeah. think you work so hard in what you do that it's so, then it's so easy to kind of like be distracted by like squirrels and little shiny things and stuff. Yeah. So like these little things catch your eye or catch your attention. And next thing you know, you're on the internet looking up a YouTube video on how to do this or how to do that. And I think it's, it's awesome. You know, the, there's so much information and so many people want to share their knowledge and stuff, but uh, it also kind of, there gets to be a point that's a little overwhelming too. Cause I feel like uh, with me with guitar, like I have sat down and tried to learn how to play this song or that song or this lead or that lead. And I'll get yeah. like, you know, 10 notes in. I was like, I'm never fucking getting this, you know, because I'm sitting here <laughs> watching this 12-year-old kid shred it and telling me, you know, I'm in my mid-30s telling me how to play something that, like, this dude's just, like, born with this. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's encouraging, but also on the flip side, it's very discouraging as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, but as long as I can find enjoyment in it, I, I think it's good. Yeah, that's the big thing, yeah. man. That's... And like I said, I try to do so many things. Um, I don't know how my wife can stand it, man. I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn a new skill, and you know, I picked up the 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 blacksmithing because of watching Forged oh, and Fire. I'm dying to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta tell us about it, man. Um, Dude, it's just really fun, man. And you want to talk about therapeutic? You know, heating up some metal and just pounding on it in the hopes that you can make it look like something that's in your mind you know it's it's yeah. cool man and that i is... suck at it. <laughs> i don't i don't know i mean you showed me some things that you've done and i don't think you suck at all are you still there i just want to make sure because I, I heard your uh your thing drop off there yeah am I, okay. could, do you got me yeah i got you right, okay cool. yeah we're doing this with skype we we like you know we've lived close to each other for a while and then uh we were states apart now so uh yeah. But we still visit each other, and we're doing this on Skype, so there's probably going to be some times that it sounds a little garbled, and some hopefully some times that we get to do it in person too. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's got to be a thing. Yeah, but we were talking about doing this today because, like I said, this is the first one we've ever done, mm-hmm. and and honestly, I feel like the conversation's flowing really well. But uh, um, 
just with it being the first one that we ever did, we we were a little nervous about you know how to you know make sure that everything's going good and yeah, and, uh, and we were talking about doing this for for a long time, and it was starting to become yeah. one of those things you mentioned today that's like if we don't just sit down and do it, whether it's Skype or in person or not, it's just gonna be one of those things we always talk about doing and never do it. Yes. Yeah. And I did. Yeah, I definitely didn't want that, but yeah. Um, but we'll, you know, as we as we go on, we'll we'll get into some heavy stuff, man. Like I'd I'd love to sit down and talk talk about some like real conspiracy theories and yes, yes, I would be all down for that. Oh man, yeah, ghost stories and stuff, man. Like we can. Yeah, there's one thing that's that's cool with with our friendship and our views on things is I think we're we're different people and we have different political views on things even and but like yeah. there's so many common interests. Yeah, I mean, we're we're both we love like kind of you know spiritual and paranormal and mystery and conspiracy, but we also love you know '80s ninja movies and you know childhood (laughs) nostalgia and uh, yeah, man, music and sports and we both played rugby and together and stuff like that. So, I mean, we we run the gamut as far as interests. I think you know we're gonna have some real interesting conversations. Yeah, I think so too, man. Yeah, especially. you know, with, with you've actually gone ghost hunting, which is something I've always been so jealous of. You know, I've, I've I've always said if there's like one career, like if I had to pick one thing right now, aside from like doing my graphic design work and stuff like that, if there's one thing <laughs> that I could do, it would be that. And I've never been able to do it because I always just feel like, okay, there's nobody around me that I feel like you know could do that with me. You're in another state. And, like, I would just show up at someone's doorstep with a little recorder and camera, like some putts, you know, just like, hey, I'm here to catch the ghost. <laughs> you know, and they'd be like, who the fuck are you? You know, I thought I, thought I was going to ghost hunter. Dude, but, that, uh, he, dude, that is actually, I mean, that 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 same exact thing has happened to me. <laughs> um, I, oh, yeah, man. I, I went with, um, I don't know if you remember him, a, a buddy of ours, a buddy of mine named Matt. Um, you met him once or twice, I think. Uh, he was in the wedding, actually. Yeah, I've, I've known uh, him. If it's the man I'm thinking of, he kind uh, of stu- he stutters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we went one time uh, up here in South Carolina, and uh, the picture of where we were going, we we looked up a place that had this like long history, and I won't get into that right now. Uh, definitely another another podcast, but. We we get to this place and, and and the pictures online made it look like it was super secluded. Uh, and we get there and it's like right on this busy street, you know. And um, uh, the thing about South Carolina, where you know, especially around where I live, is that it's like one of the it's it's kind of like one of these places like Savannah and St. Augustine. You you never know when you're going to run into just like a crazy piece of history, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many historical things that happened in that region. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. out of control. So, I mean, there's literally this small little cemetery with graves that, you know, that date back to you know, you know, early 19th century, even uh, even late 18th century, which is just out of control, right? Yeah. Um, one of the graves I've had, I'll have to to show you a picture of it. Um, it's been there for so long that an oak tree grew around it. So you can only see like half of the tombstone now. So the actual tombstone is like inside the the tree. Oh, you've got to get some photos of that. That's amazing. Yeah, man. I do. Next time you guys come up, I'll just take you out there. But we, uh, you know, it was like midnight or something. Cause of course you have to hunt ghosts at midnight. Um, and uh but the cops roll up 
while me and Matt are there, like looking like, I mean, gosh, we must have looked like crazy people, man. And this must have been a long time ago if it was with Matt. Yeah, I it mean, was. It yeah, was. you were a lot younger yeah. then too. Yeah. And uh, he, um, the cops got out and they're like, "Hey, what are you guys up to?" And I was just like, "Gentlemen, I'm not gonna lie to you, we're out here ghost hunting." <laughs> And man, those guys sat there for half an hour telling us their ghost stories. Really? So you kind of bonded with them over that, huh? Yeah, man. Like like yeah. that. They kind of came together with that. That's neat. Yeah, they 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 just kind of let us do our things. They they checked our IDs and and wow. said, you know, have fun, just don't break anything. So, but was that we'll private to... property? Did they let you guys? It was not private property. No, oh, okay. it was, cool. it, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's like a public thing, but. Yeah, man, but we'll have to do a we'll have to do a whole cast on ghost hunting, man, because yeah, it'll be good. But it's a, it's amazing. I don't, you know, I've, we should save some of this for the next one because um, we're you know getting pretty close to I think what the time that we set out to do this for tonight. But uh, yeah, man, it's amazing. I always found it amazing that how many people have stories that you hear about, but you yeah. always there's a stigma that like they don't want to talk about it because they don't want you to think they're nuts. I mean, I've got my own stories. I don't think I've ever really shared much with you you know things that you know either my my family's gone through or that i've gone through and, and seen and stuff and it's you know it might not be like terrifying but it's a little freaky a little creepy you know it's a little unsettling there's something not right about it yeah man. So there's definitely something you know something that uh afoot i guess you could say but yeah, yeah man so i can't wait to get into that yeah it'll be good dude maybe we'll do that on the next one yeah uh, we're running about an hour here, so I think yeah. maybe we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, and close this one out. Uh, good, yeah, uh, we definitely hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Um, it's a couple of old friends just kind of shooting the shit, telling some stories, and you know, there's I'm sure there's some nostalgia factor for some of the listeners out there, some of the guys, girls, whatever, you know, can identify yeah. with us. So uh, tune in. You know, we'll uh, hopefully have more stuff next time, and. Uh, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Hey. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm.